how old were you, like, when you first started <clears throat> writing? Third grade. In third grade? Mm-hmm. What were you writing in third grade? We had uh, a young author's competition. It was the whole school. And so I wrote a book about a little boy that lied. Really? Yeah. It was, a. I mean, I was third, I was in third grade, so it was probably a little more than slightly plagiarized right. from another book. <laughs> but. No kidding. My school never had something like that. That's, that's pretty neat. In a very progressive school system. Yeah, that's not the first time you've said that. Mine was not. These pentagrams are good. Is this thing on? Is what thing on? Did you turn it on? Is what thing on? The speaker, because if you didn't turn it on yet, we need to turn it on. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Okay, so we can just have a conversation. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, okay, so how how much further down the line after third grade was your second writing attempt? Um I was always excited for the the short stories, you know, in whatever grade I was in. Um, but the second time and like I entered every year. Uh, but then the second, like, big memory was in sixth grade. In sixth and seventh grade, I had, like, two workshops both those years. One for young authors, one for another thing. I think that was just a writing, like, workshop um, where they had, like, it was this really, like, big collective um, thing where they took a this really big um, high school and then like 30 teachers came in and then all of these students that like entered the um, contest contest or whatever, like there's a handful that entered and then you got broken off into all these classes. Mm -hmm. Um, So me and my friend Tony got entered and Julie, that's um, uh, her daughter. And so we went and she did these other classes and I did these other classes. And then we all got entered into like this big competition. Um, And that was, that was that one. I don't remember really the outcome of that or whatever, but I just know that we learned a lot. That's where I learned a lot about how to write a proposal. Um, They had actual writers like come in and be like, this is, how you work in the writing field. Um, so that's probably the most influential one. So like a proposal as far as like how to get your words published. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did I remember like, um, most of those, like most of those writing, um, workshops, people always complain because it's a lot of poetry. Um, but mm-hmm. poetry is what gets like your words moving and flowing and your mind moving and flowing, getting on that create creative mm-hmm. plane. Um, but what it also did was teach us how, like, to advocate for our own work, because we would always have to write a summary of everything at the end, and that was the big, like, pain in the ass at the end, um, 
transparent and tie, tie all of everything that you put out there into one nice little boat. Exactly, and then present it. Mm-hmm. Did you have to be presented in front of the class? No, it was just like, um, these were like um, six or seven, you know, six to eight, whatever, pages of notebook papers that we would just staple all together and it would go up to the teacher and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure if I were to continue with it, it was more uh, public because um, this was like a statewide, like big, big time deal thing. Um, but but at that grade level, middle school level, it, it wasn't. They didn't make you read read anything in front in front of anyone. Not that I remember. I had to do that in my foreign languages classes. Yeah, but that was it. Nothing in any of my Englishes, and we didn't get any kind of creative writing offered at high school that I would do until 10th grade. Mm-hmm. What were your extracurriculars? Uh, shop, art, band. Or not band, excuse me, music. Um, Did they have string instruments, any guitars or anything, or was it just like brass and woodwinds? And- brass and woodwinds and drums and just like seriously traditional stuff. Yeah. It's expensive to get string instruments. I want to say they had two saxophones so they didn't even have like, you know, like everything covered. Mm-hmm. They were kind of broke. <laughs> Have you right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get your first book. Finally, got your first book done. Yep. I did. Yay. Yay. This is uh, about Amy. It's the working title. Oh, right, correct. Because it was a ghostwriter work, right? Mm hmm. It may not be released underneath that. Does it feel good? It does. Feels good to finish a project. I've never done that before. I can't imagine what it feels like. <laughs> you're public. You're in a sense producing, and you know, with, with what you're doing now. I mean, you're producing a creative outlet or you know yeah, I mean, I'm putting something saying. out there but I mean I'm not making my own stuff there you are I'm reviewing somebody else's there's a big difference there I might put together the graphics and like pick out the intro but ultimately you know I didn't come up with Batman or Superman or any characters out there. We're just talking straight rather than fine, but we're just talking about putting a creative, you know... Peace out into the world. Exactly. I think that just needs to happen more. My wife told me that. (laughs) I I sort of want to talk about Batman. You sort of want to talk about Batman? I do. I sort of want to talk about Batman. All right. What do you want to talk about Batman? 
So about, about Batman. So one, I, I still really do want to um, go back and review and get more familiar with the uh, the writer and the artist that that did this. You know, um, just because I, I think it's important to uh, why they were chosen to do this particular storyline. Um, you know, in the summary, we you you talked about how. Um, you know, the, the uh, comic book readers have been waiting for four years to see this, you know, see, to see this released. Um, they've been promised the story for four years. And, and you said that it's, it's not abnormal for stories to pop up and then nothing to ever come of it. Um, right. Which sucks. It, um, it does. <laughs> so it you're, does. you're already it's... sort of, I, I just feel like that, like. There's big names that get bogged down with a lot of stuff. And like, um, one of my favorite artists at DC is the freaking publisher now. So there's a story that he's been supposed to have released for going on seven years now. And it's never going to be released. I mean, that's just a pipe dream, but, um, uh, the story arc that was initially brought about the idea of three jokers was when um, it was a part of it was a story arc called Dark Side War, and uh, there was a there's this Mobius chair, all right. Mm-hmm. And um, when you sit in the in the Mobius chair, you instantly know all knowledge, past, present, and future. You have access to anything. All you got to do is just think it. And Batman, of all people. Uh, Shortly after, uh, there was a big internet thing about there, everybody. It became cool to complain about Bat God because Batman can beat anybody, you know. <laughs> and then you remember when right. Henry Cavill, you saw that. I mean, it was I all mean, over the internet. I feel like it was valid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so uh, Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic, uh, the same team that did Three Jokers. Uh, was was were the ones that did that story arc, so they're the ones that introduced the whole concept of three jokers and teased it a little bit, and then they went on. Excuse me, Jeff Johns went on to do um, Doomsday Clock, so, which was so, another. So these guys that came up with the what was that chair again? I'm sorry, he said the Mobius. What? Oh, he the, didn't the come Mo- up with the Mobius chair, but they came up with the concept of the three Jokers. The Mobius chair has been around for a very long time. That's been around since Jack Kirby came up. Okay. Like era and stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. He they came up with the three Jokers. Yeah, and they planted that seed when Batman had sat in the Mobius chair. Batman asked, um, "Who killed his parents?" And then um, after to he test tested, it. Okay. tested. And, uh, and he, the, the chair gave the right answer, of course. And then he asked the chair who, what Joker's true name was. And the chair said that there were three Jokers. And, um, when we initially see Batman ask this, and this is just all out of memory, I haven't gone back and looked at it mm-hmm. lately, but, um, when we originally see it, it's like in this, it's in the first issue and then it's not we don't even find out what the chair said for about like five ish four or five issues later or something like that and um then it's 
My orange slices. And then it's it's pretty much dropped. Um, that was something huge, and you always get little tidbits of information coming down from DC, you know, or any company, you know, keeping people updated with the product that they're releasing. And um, you would hear little teases of it, you know, that it was being worked on and et cetera, et cetera. So they, they put this happened. out without, maybe they had an inkling, maybe just a barely an idea, but they didn't really know what they were. It's very well possible. I mean, it is absolutely possible. I mean, they're they, like, all right, guys, maybe in four years we'll have this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not defending the. I when I initially heard that there were three jokers, my first instinct was that that, that was stupid. Okay, that was my knee-jerk reaction, and then and I couldn't I couldn't even begin to guess what the little, like I said, the little breadcrumbs that were getting dropped that got me interested. Do you think it interested. was why? Why was it stupid? Was it just? Just the idea that there were three of them, but now having so, read the issue, so not stupid, but gimmicky. not possible. Okay, gimmicky. Okay, yeah, it was just like too too unrealistic or too like just just a, a really cheap way to ah. get people to buy a comic book. Baha. <laughs> Hi, there's the rub. You're right. <laughs> okay, go on. So I mean, that's it, you know, it's just it's it's a gimmick, much like uh, like in the '90s and stuff. They were real big on doing a bunch of different variant covers with holographic backgrounds and all that crap. I mean, it was just all crap to get people to buy comic books. Um, I still wanted to read it because. Oh. It was going to be Jeff Johns. It was Jeff Johns that brought it up. So I knew it would be Jeff Johns that brought it back. And, um. And is he the writer? Who is he? Yes. Okay. Jeff Johns is the writer. And he's been a part of DC, um, for quite a, quite a while. And as a matter of fact, he's in charge of the movie universe. Okay. Rather one of the people that are in charge, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, so so he's going to be kind of a tie-in for making sure all that makes sense for both the movie universe basically, and the basically. comic book world. Uh, I guess I feel like making sure that the movie studios aren't taking too many liberties. Okay. And then um, I'm sure, more than sure, that he's offering storylines mm-hmm. and ideas and whatnot, you know. That's... That's what I would assume. So, so all of all of this is is still old hat to him. That this is nothing new to do Batman whatsoever. Oh no, no, Jeff Johns has been. Geez, I'd even say twenty years. Feels like he's been around forever. Okay, so that sort of that sort of makes sense for how sort of stale this this seemed to. To read. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's too strong of a word. <laughs> um, Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> uh, 
I think the idea of three jokers is intr- is it it could it it seems gimmicky at face value. Um but it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um especially if you've had 4 years to work on it. I'm just saying. Um Yeah, no, I mean no doubt about like, that part. So so I'm I, I'm prepared for maybe the next... How many comics are in this? What is this called? <laughs> There's two more, so it's a miniseries. Okay. Miniseries, six or less. So there's only three total. Correct. A normal comic usually runs between 21 and 29 pages. Mm-hmm. And um, these are... like Well, the, this one was 55 mm-hmm. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, so they're oversized, so there there's three large issues, so it's much like six regular-sized issues. About the same thing. But I'm assuming that they squished them into three because there's three Jokers. So, so you would assume that, you know, that you would... The one that died. Exactly. This issue is was, the one that's on the cover. Right. So th- there's one that's showcased in each one. So, uh, so I'm with going this to be one, assuming that's exactly what we're looking at. Um, the, the, the Red Hood worked his his stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. So there's resolution for him. Um, what? I mean, yeah, there's which resolution. Which out of all of... I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there's a resolution. There's, there's graphic sure. resolution. <laughs> um, I mean, that, although that, I, I... It vividly dis- de- depicts his head getting blown off. The Joker's head getting blown off. Yeah. Everything's done in really good... Is this ink, I'm assuming? And very, like... Yes. Um, normal, like... I mean, if you've never seen a comic book before and this was your first comic book, like, this is what you'd expect it to look like. Fashion. Yes. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you you would be looking for something that's new and refreshing. I am. I am. And, and I think comic books is... I think it's always good to... to to refresh anything. I mean, to if you've got the opportunity to look at it from a new point of view or perspective or... Or do a different spin on it. Like, why not go for it? Why keep beating the same drum over and over again? Um, but but I do. I'm I'm really digging the the art in here. Um, even if I was just flipping through, like if I'm flipping through very quickly, uh, the art alone sets the tone for each and every scene and page very quickly. The whole page in itself. Um, the eyes take everything in. I'm, I'm actually really um, liking the use between warm and cool tones. Um, all of the memories are kind of in um, just a two-tone. I guess it's monochrome or... What is two-tone? Is it monochromatic or is that not right? Yeah, no, that's... <clears throat> um, that includes black, grays, and whites. Yeah, um, so... You can immediately tell what's going on. I mean, obviously, Batman, you've got your dark grays and um, and all that. And w- anyway, what I was really digging was uh, the first scene with Barbara Gordon. And I... She's not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she really goes looking for trouble where, like... 
Where she doesn't need to where be. Where she doesn't sticks, need to be. She really does. She, she sticks her nose into everything all the time, and she kind of just annoys me. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do really like um, the scenes with her in it, this uh, this comic book. Um, very warm tone. She's at the gym. She's sweating. Um, you know, her, her bright, fiery, orange-red hair. Um it's just, it, again, you're, you're, you're a whole entire, you know exactly what's going on in this scene and you don't even have to look hard at what's going on. Then it flashes to, um, her in the shower and her memories, um, which are very nicely drawn. Um, and from a woman's perspective, like one thing that caught me, which I didn't know, you know, I guess I did, but I forgot, whatever, um, that she was paralyzed by this gunshot wound. And I remember seeing um, this famous scene with the Joker in the Hawaiian shirt and the camera and the gun pointing at her and he shoots her. Uh, but but uh, from a female perspective, the scene that I'm seeing with the, the gunshot wound um, right below her navel is that, you know, she'll never be able to have children. Um, so that was actually what struck me the most powerful there, um, was that she's standing, she's regained her strength and all that. But, you know, if that's the point they were trying to make, I don't know. Um, but that's just what struck me there and, and why she feels so much pain too that way. Um, because I think I'd be interested in finding out if, if that is something that, um, has ever been addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if that has taken away her ability to have kids, um, if anybody does know and you're listening to this, feel free to drop me a line in the email so uh, I don't have to look it up. Appreciate it. What, what's that email address? Not a robot podcast at gmail dot com. Right. Uh, but I, I did like this one, even though, like I said, Barbara annoys me. Um, and then we've got the Red Hood, and I. I like the Red Hood. I, I like him as much as I probably like um, like Night, Nightwing, but uh, but anyway, you've got him. Um, very action scenes. I mean, he's just slamming people's faces in, and my gosh, um, was, yeah, he's the more violent of the he is. Robins. He is. Um, it, it goes on, you know, we've got a lot of movement here from the, um, the scene that he's in, uh, because uh, what's happening here. Cause I'm not going to read all this. Um, they're at the, uh, here, at the graveyard. Yeah. They're at Jason's at the graveyard. Red hood is at the graveyard. He's taking out Joker clowns. Um, seeing if they could point him to Joker. They wouldn't. He said, Oh, well, um, then we move on to the next uh, page, and this is the, the the crime scene at Ace Chemicals where uh, three bodies have been pulled out of the vat, and they have all been jokerized. Getting jokerized means you've basically you've been exposed to Joker toxins, and it turns you into a Joker-ish kind of person, and usually kills you. If you don't get antidote real quick. Um, and uh, so what's going on here is that the GCPD is having a little bit of an issue because the Joker has eyewitnesses reporting him to being at three different crime scenes. This is just one of them. Okay. Okay. 
So they go from this crime scene, um, not the ambulance ride. One of the Joker victims survived, and he was in the ambulance. The Red Hood, who was not with Batman and Batgirl that you saw earlier, uh, attacked the guy in the ambulance, because he's looking for Joker. I liked this picture of Batman here. Um, he's he's banging into the uh, the ambulance, and the way they've, they've got it, it's almost like a it's like a pan- panoramic view or a 360 yeah, view or yeah, something. Fishbowl effect. Um, With anyway. his leg coming forward mm-hmm. real good. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the 3D depth to that is, is really, really good. His, I mean... His foot comes out of the, the picture there. Yeah, it does, yeah, it just kind of really does. Um like even I feel like even the lights on the semi truck as you're flipping the pages through the book and we're getting to the part where the we see the stolen truck from the chemical factory drive into the Joker's cabin. Deep woods. Um, even the headlights were drawn good. I mean, it's it's a lot of movement. Never like everything looks great. Yeah, I mean, I can't. <laughs> I love the purples in here. Um, the pur- the the Joker purple. I mean, I really do enjoy this this purple all throughout here, the different tones. There's a lot of um, throwbacks to, like, the original Joker going on, even from that, that second page where you just saw his old gimmicks, you know, mm-hmm. and not him. You've got a lot of the classic um, Joker tones. Yes, indeed. Um and uh, I mean, you you go on. He's even dressed at, in his old purple long coat with the ribbon bow tie. Um, yeah, here this one, the, sort of the mob the, that, boss that, yeah, Joker. That one's like the mo- yeah, exactly. He's yes. like the mob boss Joker. There's the clown Joker and the comedian. I mean, they're all traditional looks of the Joker. Um, perhaps not criminal. I, I mean. And again, I did find something interesting. He's, I'm thinking he's the original. You think the, the, this guy's the, origi- the original? I think the criminal, the criminal. is the original. Be- and so, the reason why I'm saying that is because just like Jokerized victims, the clown and the comedian are grinning nonstop. Mm. And we don't see the criminal Joker doing that in any of these panels. You're right. You're right. Nah, that's the second time you said that, too. You were right. Hmm. Okay. Do you think he intentionally split his personality? Is that him combined those two, or did the three make some type of little trinity? I don't know. Like a... Like a Joker hive mind? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's an interesting concept. I don't know. We're, we've are we never seen all of these Jokers <laughs> together before. Right. So, um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, that's an interesting idea, though. It really is. Um, they do mention, he does mention, the criminal uh, Joker does mention 
making better jokers. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So, criminal... Joe, uh, the criminal Joker, clown Joker, clown Joker, and comedian Joker. Okay, okay. Criminal, clown, and comedian. What would you say? So the criminal is obviously our thinker, our mastermind. Um, I feel like this one is the most menacing, um, which is the. I would say, yeah, yeah. Um, the comedian, comedian is and the definitely clown. the most perverse. Yeah, okay. And then the clown is the more violent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and he's the one... Yeah, definitely. Hmm. And then I'm thinking... The scowl on his face. The lines on his face. He looks much more aged than the other two. He looks, it doesn't look as though it's like solely due to age. A lot of that looks like stress marks. Right. <laughs> it really does. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I, I'm sticking with the thing that I think that this is the original Joker. The very first one. And also that his problem he's he's the criminal joker but this is the joker that is super sane that he's so smart that his insanity is just him laughing at the rest of the world hmm. does that make sense he's like his, there there's a theory out there that the joker is not insane He's, in fact, the exact opposite of it. It's just that he is, his intelligence is so over the top out there that he, humanity is its trivial to him. And it makes him laugh to fucking burn the ants. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. And... I like that better than the insane version, I think. Um, or, or, yeah. I... What did you think of, like, um, just for comparison's sake, what did you think of, like, Heath Ledger's representation as, as the Joker, the way that he was presented? More, more of a criminal mind mm-hmm. more of a deliberate action mm-hmm. just he was just incredibly violent there wasn't anything exceptionally crazy about the dude he just didn't give a shit and I mean I, I feel like I'm probably the, the majority of people who say that's probably my favorite joker um, so I mean that compared to that I mean that that would be joker, that's where I'm at with that I yeah think. That's. I think that's what we're looking at here. There but seems to be I, total uh, speculation. Yeah, there, I, I'm. I'm at a loss for a word, and maybe I'll think of it in just a minute. There, there seems to be this different air about, like, if you were, if you were to compare these two, I know that we're not comparing them, but anyway, there, there seems to be a different like 
when you throw the word sane into the mix and you're talking about the Joker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that of course, like, throws the mind. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely but, but, something I mean, it to makes, think about. But, sure. it make, but it makes complete sense. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's still... So they talk about, you know, the, the, the line of, of insane and genius, you know, but mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to think about it. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So you've, you've got all this, you've, you've introduced all these three into the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first time you see all three of them. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I hope there's something a little bit more than just face value here. Like, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just me just reaching. Face value as far as how the clowns are represented. Yeah. Yeah. Let there be a, just some other, what was it? In in your summary earlier, you were talking about how it was the, the root or the, the, you have to pull back up. Um. You, uh, the heart of Joker or something like that. Right. You know, and like you get to, you, know, you talked about not knowing his name and are we going to find out his name and, you, you know, and, and, find and, out and who, he, who and what he truly right. really and, is. And that's always like the claim. The claim is, and maybe I'm going on and on about this way too much. No, it's um, a common complaint. If I, if I, if I, if, if I'm right about what I think you're trying to say, it's a common complaint in comics. Yeah. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, is, it's always Joker stories are always claiming to tell you who Joker is, and yet nobody ever really. It's like nobody ever ever really hits the nail on the head. You know, I feel going back and I don't mean to harp on it. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the the best depicted like in a movie type Joker that we've ever seen, um, and. And this criminal one, which we've seen several times, that's always, like, the, the main Joker to me, except this one, uh, the... The comedian. Comedian. Gosh, well, um... Anyway, he just... He scares the piss out of me. So he's scary. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um... But, but, but... <sighs> claiming to get to the heart of him and, and to, like, show the, the reader it, I just feel like it's still always missed. Like it's, there's something just not quite always depicted, you know, like give us more than just face value. And if you're going to do it, don't do it at face value at this point, you know? Uh, yeah. You like give, give something that's a good meaty answer and stick with it. Right. Make it mean something. Uh, supposedly with, supposedly with this reboot that we've got coming in the DC universe, um, that I've mentioned to you before, uh, (laughs) we're, we're going to be we're supposed to be getting a DC universe where everything matters. Meaning, I mean, the way that I take that is that they're going to make sure editorial is going to do their job and they're going to make sure that all the little things and all the different comic books are all going to add up and actually make sense. Mm -hmm. Instead of everything just being absolutely crazy and letting fantastical writers, just to be just right. for the sake of fantasy right or you know completely dropping things and from previous storylines and things that have happened to a character because you don't want to deal with that oh yeah you know oh, um 
Oh, do they, does that happen? It does. Oh, that would drive me nuts, Sarita. Right? It does. And um, so, yeah. as as this reboot approaches, I mean, we're supposed to be seeing the end of that kind of thing. Supposedly. I, I really, really hope that's what we get. Okay. I'm obsessed with, just obsessed with this. Okay. Um, this Joker shark... Is badass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really cool. Gremlin there, dude. It's like a Chucky. Gaggy. Gaggy. Yeah. I've never seen. I don't think I've He's seen him. He's creepy as hell. I don't think I've seen him, but he does look creepy. He's Glad the shark ate him. He's not been around a whole bunch. Uh, so then there you go. There's all the, the nod again to the old... Um, the throwing cards and the, mm-hmm. the poisonous flower and all all that. Um, Threadhead kills him. I I mean that's that was gonna happen forever and ever and ever. That was always gonna happen. Thank you. They needed to. Yeah. I I wish it wouldn't have happened like this though. Um, because it totally changed his. Everything for Red Hood, you would think. The Joker is sitting in a chair with his hands behind his back, handcuffed, unarmed. And Jason shot him in the head. No, good for him. Like, yeah, no, resolve this stuff and go on. Develop into a different character now. And don't go the way that you would have gone by releasing him and doing this big shootout, knockout, dra- no, you executed him the way it needed to happen. You shot him in the head. Good for you. I mean, Go celebrate. I'm not, I'm not saying that the Joker doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I'm just saying he, there, there's a good chance that in the next couple of issues, Red Hood is going to have some serious repercussions. From what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? He killed him. He needed to die. He killed him. He did it. What repercussions is he going to have? Batman could turn him into the police. Oh, God. That, I mean, that... If that, that Boy that Scout did happen. that... <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> that legitimate... It, it really could. That is a distinct possibility. No. I don't believe that. Are you serious? Yes. Batman has a... As it stands right now... A no-kill rule. I mean, I get that, but I'm just... I don't know. Surely nobody would know. Anyway, what else? Tell me, what what other type of repercussions could he have? Besides that. Besides being afraid of... Going to jail? Sure. For murder? <laughs> for 15 to 20 years? <laughs> I mean... I mean, that would be interesting to show... To be like a whole... Red Hood in prison. Corky's drama, right? Dude, yeah, but, you know, I mean, if they keep him in prison, which obviously, I mean... That, Hasn't he done that? Who is it? Or was that... What am I getting confused with? That was on the stinking Arrow show. No, there was Teen Titans or something. Right? I don't know. On Titans? Yeah. But one of them was in prison? Yeah. I don't was remember. In oh, wait, it was Nick, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, Dick was in prison. Oh my god, I totally forgot. So, I mean... We're gonna have to rewatch all that. Um, well, anyway. I mean... 
again, it feels so. So the one thing that I have a problem with is that it, it, it does feel like it is wrapping it up in a little bow there. Like he, it, the resolution came way too easy, easy too quickly. Obviously, you know what? Obviously that's not the right Joker. I hope that's the right one. That's probably not the right Joker. Well, which one is the right one? This this is the this is the clown. Yeah, he killed the clown. So the clown is the one that killed Jason. Right. So he killed the one that killed him. We have the the comedian, the one that assaulted Batgirl. And the criminal which we don't really have any points of interest to attribute to him. You know what I mean? There's no story arcs that we can sit here and specifically point out and know just by his appearance. Whereas with the clown one and the comedian one, you definitely can because that's what they look like in those big, huge story arcs during those times. Right. And you're telling me you can't think of a big story arc with the criminal right. involved. The criminal looks to me, I mean, like, Joker's always smiling. He very rarely isn't smiling. He, I, I've never seen the Joker look like this. I mean, he looks like the Joker. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but I mean, he looks like a Willem Dafoe Joker. I mean, this dude looks like he's been through some hell. The Joker typically has some pretty flawless skin if if it's not, you know, super pale. Like the other two are depicted. I guess. I mean, you, you would be more of the authority on that one. I feel I mean, like, I mean, I feel like I've seen him plenty. Uh, I mean that one there, you know, just because he's not smiling. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at it um, from from this point of view and just looking down at that. Kind of reminds me of the Grinch. Yes. <laughs> yes, especially if you turn it upside down there. That is, mm-hmm. that's the Grinch. But no, I, I mean, I can't think of any particular particular storylines that I can attribute to that dude, but uh, hmm. they all look great, though. So given that you know what happened in this, would you care to speculate it? What might be happening in the next issue? Um, gosh. No, we've got, we've got Batgirl and the Comedian, and then the Detective and the Criminal. Right, right. Well, they'll save that one for last. So obviously, you know, Barbara's story is the next one or whatever. I, I, it's a little strange, like, because they, they had to not only like introduce the whole series in this one book, um, but it's like they had a, a quick, I, I didn't expect one of them to die, you know, the, the one Joker of the Jokers. To, to die, you know, in, in the first book. So No, that definitely caught me off guard. When I turned the page and saw that shit, I was like, whoa. So, so we may <laughs> be dealing with what happens next with, with Red Hood because, I mean, there's going to be, you got to fill that time. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, the cops could be coming after him. Uh, Batgirl, the whole damn Bat family. No clue. Or nothing could end up happening. Who knows? Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, I'm sure we'll see uh, Barbara. She may kill, you know, the... uh, Barbara, the criminal. Barbara, uh, the the comedian. Uh, oh, that's right. And and Barbara follows a very strict no killer rule. That's what she was so very upset about with Jason. I don't know why I can't like get out. I mean, I don't know why I can't get over that. Um, get over what? I don't know. I just. I just feel like at this point, I mean, you know, you've got them smashing people's faces in and all this stuff. And yeah, there's a, a note. I, I don't know. This is part of what, I guess, annoys me about Batman, I guess. You know, just... All the face smashing? <laughs> the face smashing, yes. Um, I don't know. Just the... What's that word when you think... Oh gosh, I'm ruining this. Um, what are we going? Batman for is like he, I'm going to keep this one rule, and it's going to make me good. Oh, you know, like just because he's got that one rule, but you mean that he's living in denial? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all of this is caused by Batman. Like, he perpetuates the cycle of Joker and all this other stuff. Um, and if he would just retire, that would probably solve some things, I think. Um, anyway. I mean, you might be on to something there. It, that is something that Batman has been shown to actually worry about in the comics. That if if... That Gotham City would be better off if he did hang it up. Because then people like the Joker wouldn't be looking to just mess with him. Mm hmm. Anyway, that's. That's all that. Well, thanks for talking about Batman with me. I appreciate it. No problem. It was fun. Feel free to stop by anytime. And that's the show. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, you can feel free to reach out and contact us at any time. We love talking about this stuff with people. Visit our website at notarobotpodcast.com to get lots more content and contact us. You can link up with our social media, subscribe to our Patreon page for as low as a dollar a month, and that's going to have more and more content as the show goes on. You can even submit show mail that we'll respond to right on the show. Just visit our website and you can access it all from there. That's notarobotpodcast.com. You can uh, hit our landing page at campsite.bio forward slash not a robot to go directly to all of the platforms that our podcast is available on. And remember that by joining our Patreon, you can get access to our podcasts days before they're released anywhere else. 
Thanks again to the Weird Science Podcast crew. And until next time, be good to each other. And don't be a robot. Come on.